This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 3rd of June. Justin, Aussie spa chain and Dota Spa mm-hmm. has just acquired New Zealand's largest day spa group. That's a lot of spas. So bring on the relaxing goodness to more countries around the globe, I say. Brett, China's loss is Vietnam's game. Okay. Because Apple is reportedly moving some of its operations from China. Huge opportunity for the Vietnamese economy, B-Man. Three exquisite stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, lithium shares have been through a massive sell-off on the ASX Mm. after a report came out saying road transport ain't on track for carbon neutrality by 2050. It was a dark week for the lithium stocks, B-Man. What is the story? So if you haven't heard of lithium since school science (laughs) days, basically it's a metal that has been making headlines lately. And that's because it's a critical component in lithium-ion batteries. I.e. the batteries used in most electronics, including electric vehicles. And Brett, lithium's been experiencing some massive share market gains over the last couple of years, Mm. but now things have taken a bit of a turn. Lithium stocks tanked 10% this week, Jazzy Boy, wiping out $7 billion from their value. And that's because a new Bloomberg report revealed some interesting stats. Hit me with your best (laughs) stats! All right. The goal for road transport to reach net zero by 2050 is very out of reach still. And so now there are questions as to whether lithium's been living under its own lithium-filled asset bubble for a little while. Interesting. So what's the key learning here? Thought you might sing that one, Brett. (laughs) An asset bubble occurs when the price of an asset, like lithium, rises at a rapid pace without the underlying fundamentals to keep up. In other words, there's nothing really justifying this price hike. Now, Brett, the price of lithium has been soaring because investors are seeking exposure to the green energy transition. In fact, it shot up 432% year on year and nearly 1,350% since the start of 2020. Wild stuff. Crazy. But what this new report says is that investors may have piled in a little too quickly. Without being fully aware that lithium might not be able to achieve the net zero goal that it set out to do. But Jazzy Boy, asset bubbles don't always burst completely. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just deflate. And some are saying this is the deflation that lithium needed to have to bring it back down to earth. For our second story, an ex-employee of NFT platform OpenSea Mm -hmm. has been arrested and charged with insider trading. And this is the very first charge of insider trading for NFTs. This is a case for the FBI, Brett. What is the story? (laughs) So a bit of background Mm -hmm. here. OpenSea is the world's leading marketplace for non-fungible tokens, i.e. NFTs. It was founded back in 2017, and it's now valued at a whopping 13.3 billion US dollars, thanks to a surge in NFT popularity. Yes, Justin, a company that sells digital images is now worth nearly double (laughs) the value of Qantas. And now, Brett, OpenSea's first hire on its product team, and now an ex-employee, has just been arrested for insider trading. Okay, so how did the inside job work here? Well, part of his job was to select NFTs to be featured on OpenSea's front page. Ah. And when these featured, NFTs saw big price increases. So this employee would mm-hmm. buy up NFTs in advance of them being featured on the front page yep. and then resell them at two to five times the value. Exactly. And that's why he's in big trouble. So while NFTs might be new, insider trading is not and the rules still apply. So what is the key learning here? Insider trading is when employees use information that's not available to the public to buy or sell an asset or a security. Traditionally, insider trading's existed primarily in the share market. Although NFTs might be new, this type of criminal scheme isn't. If anything, Brett, this case shows that just because the blockchain industry isn't that heavily regulated, foul play will still be sniffed out. Good call. For our third and final story, Canva investor Franklin Templeton Mm -hmm. has once again cut the value of its investment in Canva, bringing the value of its shareholding down 58.5% in just the last six months. It is not a good time to be a big bulky tech company 
company, that is for sure. What is the story? So we know Canva is the Aussie tech decacorn yep. that makes photoshopping and design a piece of delicious scrumptious cake. And things have been pretty good for old Canva. It hit a $55 billion valuation in September last year. But one of its most recent investors, Franklin Templeton, they reviewed their investment in Canva and actually decided it wasn't worth what they initially thought. So they cut the value of their investment by around a third. And now they're at it again. Franklin Templeton have cut the value of their shareholding in Canva one more time. So now it's down nearly 60% Ooh. in just six months. And Brett, these revaluations by what's called crossover funds suggest Canva's actual value is much lower than the $55 billion. Possibly around something like $23 billion. Ooh, So what is the key learning here? Crossover funds are investment funds mm-hmm. that invest in both publicly traded companies and privately held companies like Canva. And why do they do this? Well, Jazzy Boy, as companies wait longer to go public, yeah. crossover investors have turned to private markets to get in before these companies go public and have an IPO. Generally, crossover investors invest in growing businesses during their pre-IPO round. That's when the company is private and supposedly cheaper. And then they remain an investor in the company once it's listed on the stock exchange. When the company goes public and their share price is expected to grow rapidly. In fact, Brett, in 2020, nearly 75% of IPOs included crossover investments in pre-IPO rounds. And Justin, they've helped push valuations up to, I would say, astronomical (laughs) levels. So now, crossover funds are starting to re-evaluate their private companies like Canva as Mm -hmm. well. FluxFam, we have a very little favour to ask you. We are currently on 277 reviews on Spotify. We'd love to hit the big 300 five-star reviews on Spotify. So scroll up, hit that five stars, and we'll love you forever. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday.